This is the Elevators Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here is your host, yours truly, Dylan Buck. What's up? Uh, this week, we've got Van Davenport, who's a legend in the business. He's been here for over 20 years. And get this, he is the number one all-time first-year producer in the history of the company. There has, to this day, not been a single person that has outproduced his first year, uh, which is pretty cool. But he today, he's an agency owner. He's been an agency owner for a long time. Uh, he is someone that I deeply respect He's a force of consistency, he's a man of faith, and he has dedicated the better part of his life to helping people get to where they want to go. Uh, Van is a master of setting and crystallizing goals, and uh, the intention of this episode is to help listeners realize that different people set goals in different ways, and that is okay. right? Just like building wealth is more of an art than a science, the same is true for goals. There are some rudimentary things in place that are necessary, but in general, everyone's goals are going to look different. And the way people work through the process to create their goals is going to look different. But one thing that all successful people have in common is that they have goals, they review their goals, and they have a plan in place to get to their goals. So Van has been setting goals himself and helping others do the same for over 30 years now. And they say that smart people learn from their own successes and failures, and wise people learn from other people's successes and failures. Van is an example of someone who has seen a lot of success for a long period of time, and the advice that he preaches in this episode and practices in real life are a big reason why. So enjoy Van Davenport. My favorite topics um, in business is goals. Um, just, I've been, it's always been, I've been told that goals are dreams with deadlines and creating goals, having a, uh, the idea of what you want to accomplish, having that vision. I always learned from, from my mentor, Peter Foray, um, the three steps with the accomplishment of anything is, is vision, plan, follow through. Vision is having the idea of what you want to accomplish at the end of the day then plan it out by taking taking the idea out of the ether, so to speak, and putting it down on paper or in a computer. That's the plan part. And then the, the most challenging part for most folks is then just following through on, on the actual work that it takes to um, follow your plan to achieve your, your vision. And um, so the, hence the whole term vision, plan, and follow it through. So over the years, we've uh, used a lot of different tools to help uh, help develop this. And one of my favorites is is uh, yeah, we just call it the, the the VPF, you know. And it's it's really just a a, a tool that has been uh, designed to take what you want to accomplish in both the personal side of our personal sales side of our business, your 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 personal sales, and reverse engineering what you actually need to do because at the end of the day sales isn't really a hundred percent controllable right we can't make people buy what's the most controllable thing in our business that we can 
that we have is, is ours, right? It's going to work. Um, uh, the second most controllable thing would be showing our product, you know, getting demonstrations in. So if you, if you start with the end in mind, meaning, okay, I want to cash flow, let's just say a thousand dollars. Cause that's pretty easy math. We know that if somebody is on a uh, 30% contract, for example, that they would need to sell, um, $5,556 of premium to then get X amount. I think it's $3,000 of commissions to then get cash flow a thousand dollars roughly. And, um, if you know that, then you know how much, what your average you know, transaction size is. Hey, that's how, okay, now I know how, much, how many transactions I'll need or families I'll need to protect to have that much premium. And if I then know my, my closing percentage, okay, then that tells me how many demonstrations it's going to take to get a transaction. And then last but not least, our, we, we track all our hours and we track all our demos. Well, if you, just, if you take all your total hours for the year or, or quarter, divide it by your total number of demos, you get an hour to, hour to demo ratio. And that can tell you exactly how many hours you'll need to work to get the number of demos you need, to get the number of transactions, to get the amount of premium, to get the amount of income that you want. And so that's just been a great tool that we've used to help on the, on the personal side of things. Um, on the, on the uh, team building part of things, the metrics are a little bit different. Um, we want to be tracking our, our PIFs or our submits, the number of agents that are actually submitting business on a continual basis. That's kind of the equal of demos is to sales. Submits is to, uh, to team building. And if we, because again, we cannot control really how much premium people sell. We can't will someone to write an eagle, right. but we can certainly call someone and, uh, that's sitting on zero on a Friday morning and just ask them for their help. And, hey, you think you can just get one? If your life depended on it, you think you could get one family protected today? Um, you know, Peter used to use this funny little story. He said, you know, let's say if you got a phone call um, in the middle of the night, you know, this deep voice that says, hey, I've got, I've, I've got your family. And you'll never see them again if you don't pr- <laughs> sell, a, sell a policy before 8 a.m. Monday morning what would you do? And the answers every time is the same as, well, I'd protect a family. Make it happen, yeah. And then it's like, well, good news is no one's got your family. Right. They're safe. But what that tells me is that if, you're, if your purpose is strong enough, you'll just get it done. So without having to have the threat of your family being, being kidnapped, you know, what, what's important enough to you that we can help you protect a family? So if you, if you take care of those, those things, then, the, uh, then the, the premium and all that, that really kind of takes care of itself. So I guess for people that are not well-versed uh, or used to setting goals or maybe haven't set a lot of goals in the past, um, what are some tips that you have for them to actually dive into that process? Um, well, I think one of the really important things for a lot of folks to understand from the get-go is that most people, if you weren't raised in a household where goals is something that you openly discussed quite a bit, and you know, in my household, that's the case. I mean, both of my parents were, were state employees. Dad was a cop, mom was a teacher. So it wasn't like they had numeric goals that they really wanted to accomplish or, or, or metrics that they, they just went to work, right? And right. they got paid a salary. So helping people understand that it's not a natural thing. So um, if it feels weird or if it doesn't feel normal, that's okay. Okay. doesn't mean to just because you don't understand it, that it doesn't exist, right? Like right. I don't understand quantum physics, but I know it's a real thing. <laughs> but it's there, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's real. It's not just, it's not fake just because I don't understand it. Um, so I think getting your hands on anything you can uh, on the topic, reading about goals. I mean, there's a great Brian Tracy book out. It's called Goals. <laughs> That's a really good book to read on that. That tells you there's, um, 
if you just Google smart goals and different people have different schools of thought on that, but you know, smart goals are, they're specific, you know, goals really have to have, there needs to, needs to be a way to track it, right? Yeah. You can't win a game if there's, if, if you don't keep score, right? Right. Um, they have to be measurable. Again, that's the whole scorekeeping mechanism. Um, they got to, you got to be able to track yourself along the way with how you're doing on your goals and know if you need to adjust. Um, I've always heard it and goals are kind of like your roadmap. If you were going to head off to California, leaving from North Carolina, where I live, you wouldn't go without a roadmap, right? Because if, or, or otherwise you could end up, you know, way off course. You've got to stop every now and then at those rest stops and check your course, make sure you're on the right interstate, heading in the right direction. Right. So you do have a better shot of ending up at your, at your desired destination. Um, so it's, uh, specific, measurable, um, attainable. You've got to be something that you can really truly believe. If your um, best quarter, for example, is selling, you know, thirty thousand dollars a premium, then yeah, you can put down three hundred thousand for the next quarter. But <laughs> you know, it needs to be rooted in some sort of reality right. that you believe you can do. Um, R for relevant. You know, it needs to be um, it needs to be relevant to what you're what you're trying to accomplish. And then T is the time bound. It needs to be within a certain amount of time. And our business is pretty simple. You've got years, you've got quarters, you've got, um, you've got months, weeks, and you can even break it down more into days. And then, um, you know, it's, it's, we break our, our days down into six goal periods, right? You're right. trying to make sure every hour and a half you're getting at least one demonstration. So, and if you track yourself along the way, you don't get that uh, what's called annualized thinking, Mm-hmm. where you just kind of have this idea that, oh, man, no big deal. It's January. I got plenty. I got 12 months to accomplish my goals. Next right. thing you know, it's the end of the first quarter, and you're kind of losing a little bit of steam. And it's, you know, it's not uncommon for people as early as August or September to start writing things off until, ah, I'll get started next year. Right. And that can kind of permeate through someone's thinking, and they keep kicking the can down the road. Whereas if you break it down and say, hey, I don't, I don't have all year. Uh, I don't even have all quarter. I've just got this week or I've just got this next 90 minutes in front of me to get accomplished what I want to. It just keeps that sense of urgency. Um, and it means it makes, makes us know that every quarter count, every, every month, every week, every day truly does count. Yeah. And thanks to Van, we have a, I mean, in the show notes, there'll be, there's a link that is put, there's a lot of time that's been put into this. Um, and people smarter than us <laughs> that know how to put the, I guess the algorithms into Google sheets or Excel um, that can actually help you set your plan and create those smart goals to get them done in a certain amount of time, set them very specific, and uh, actually show you step by step um, what it's going to take to hit them day in, week in, month in, and, and out. So find that in the show notes. So you know, part of what you need to do uh, in the goal setting process is to uh, crystallize your goals. And that doesn't mean just take your goal for the year and divide it by 52, and that's what you want to do each and every week, right? You know that some, some weeks are, are going to be a little, little slower, a little bit. You know, maybe you have a, a, a family reunion that takes place in mid-July every year, and you, you don't want to goal set the exact same that week as you did the week before or the week after that was maybe a train more week where you were working extra hard. So you want to um, – Peter always had a saying that we still use today is you know, we, we want to build our – business around our life, not our life around our business or our life around our job. So taking a look at your life first, um, starting with the end in mind, okay, what are the important things in my life that I've got to get done? And you can plan around those things. You can plan extra time off 
that's the beauty of our business is you can plan that extra time off. It's just, you can work a little bit harder just before and a little bit harder just after to make up for that time. You know, one of my dear friends in the business, Brian Wilson, I remember this is a long time ago, but he approached Peter and was a little nervous uh, because of the way he thought Peter might react. But he said, hey, I'd really love to take my wife um, over to Italy and do a, do a big trip. I was thinking maybe it would be about two weeks. And to his surprise, Peter's response was, well, Brian, if you're going to go all the way you know, <laughs> seven time zones over, you probably ought to stay for at least three, three and a half because it's going to take a week or so for you to get over the jet lag. And Brian's like, what? what? Really? <laughs> like, you know, you're my manager and you're telling me to take more time off. He's like, sure. Let's just take a look at the month or so leading up to that trip and the time right after. And let's figure out how you can make up, what do you do? make up that production without ever missing a beat. And that's exactly what they did. They reverse engineered it so that Brian was able to get his his whole quarter's worth of production in personal and team, even with taking the better part of a month off and going over to Italy, wow. which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So yeah, that's awesome. It's really, you know, taking crystallizing is all about taking, uh, thinking of thinking, thinking through your life first and then plugging in what you want to get done. Another important part I would say to that would be, you know, knowing what type of goal setter that you are. This kind of speaks to the emotional side of it. Some people are, moon goal setters and some are stars goal setters and uh, moon goal setters kind of you know they they have um believable goals maybe they're a little lower they kind of get fired up about hitting their goal maybe early and then running up the score the rest of the quarter or the rest of the week whatever the case is where stars goal setters really set massive goals way out there way beyond their comfort zone and sometimes beyond their belief level and they're totally cool with only hitting 87 percent of their goal right? Because they know they, they accomplished more than if they had set a lower goal. For years and years, I always thought I was a, I always thought I was a stars goal setter. But then when I stopped to really realize and feel like how I felt, like, you know, when I was short of a goal, it bummed me out. And I started setting them a little lower, more believable and realized I am, I'm more of a moon. I like to hit it and run up the score. Um, same thing with being toward motivated or away motivated. Some people are motivated towards winning something or towards being up on stage or towards um, a big uh, goal or, or prize or incentive, while other people are motivated away from, away from the negative feelings of, of not being recognized. Yeah. You know, uh, Michael Jordan is famously known for you know, not making the varsity team as a, as a 10th grader back at Laney High School in, in Wilmington. Um, and his, his mom said, hey, if you don't ever want to feel those negative feelings again, you need to work your tail off. And so he worked away from those negative feelings of being cut really for the rest of his high school, college, and even pro, pro career. Uh, so it worked out pretty well for him. So just knowing what type of goal setter you are and what works for you. And then figuring out, too, hey, there's so many incentives and so many things. That's one beautiful thing about Globe Life Family Heritage Division is that they put so many trips out there and so many incentives to win. And then on top of that, within the legacy group, we have our own incentives and trips. Um, and, and your individual agency owner may have some additional uh, incentives. And even your own team, there's so much stuff to shoot for. You can't really consciously be thinking about all of them at the same time. So really going through the ones that truly do speak to you and putting together a plan to make sure you win those. If you do that, you're probably going to win a large percentage of the other ones too, kind of by accident or as a byproduct. But just knowing exactly what you want to accomplish um, and then doing and uh, in reverse engineering that. So 
Um, I think it starts with a bigger goal, and then, it, again, it gets narrowed down into what's, what am I going to do this quarter? And then, again, um, Peter used to always tell us, Peter Ferre would say, you know, man, you really want to tell your business what to do four times a year, and that's about a week or two before the beginning of the first quarter, uh, a week or two before the end, beginning of the second, and the third and the fourth quarter. He said the other um, 50 or so weeks of the year, your business tells you what to do. And you, you tell your business to do by, by figuring out the goals that you want and figuring out the specific metrics, the hours and the demos that I need to put in to hit my personal sales goals, the number of people I need to interview in order to have X amount of recruits, in order to have X amount of people actually become producing agents and knowing what the average producing agent does produce in the year that they're recruited, you can put together some very specific uh, and measurable uh, goals on uh, on all fronts, on the personal sales and the team building front too. So knowing what it's going to take to do that. And then on a weekly basis, you know, whether it's some people like to, you know, wrap up Friday and then go ahead and plan their week. I always take an hour or so on Sunday to kind of reflect on the previous week and plan the, the next week and look at my goal um, and, and plug in the actuals uh, from the previous week. Um, but taking some time to do that on a weekly basis and then truly tracking yourself uh, throughout the week. Okay, here's my goal. Here's what I'm going to do each day. Is that getting done on a daily basis? And then taking that and see how that fits into the context of the month, and how that fits into the, con- fits into the context of a, of a quarter, and how that fits into the context of a full year. You know, one other thing I'll mention about goals is that um, some people really thrive on having different levels of goals. Some people just want to have one and, hey, it's ride or die, hit it, hit it, or, hit it or death, right? But some people are more, let, let me have kind of a, a low or, as I've heard people call it, a suck goal. <laughs> Even if I suck, I'm going to definitely hit this amount no matter what. And that medium range goal that I should be, if, you know, if, if, if I just do what I need to do, this should happen. And then the, those, uh, those larger goals, maybe those more star goals where, hey, if – it all happens right, and we're on schedule, and we're firing all cylinders, and find the, then this is going to happen too. So I think because, as the saying goes, a goal achieved no longer motivates. So oftentimes, not just having it tied into a, to a number, but if, if you've been around the business for a while, a year or more, tying it into growth, tying right. it into, hey, what have I already accomplished? And maybe I'm not so much competing against other people, but let me compete against myself. Uh, myself from last year or myself from my best year and what can I grow over that because um, we all should be striving to be the best versions of ourselves at the end of the day. Absolutely. So I'll throw out one more piece that we can weave into this today. I, um, I don't remember where this was shared with me originally, but I've had this in my computer now for, uh, for years, for uh, over a decade and a half at least. It's, uh, it was about a, a study that they did at the Harvard Business School back in uh, 1979 in their MBA program. And um, it sounds like you may have heard of it. Yeah. They, um, it was really interesting. They, um, they asked the group of students, they said, have you set clear written goals for your future and made plans to accomplish them? And you, you'd think Harvard MBA students, well, of, of course. Obviously. I mean, they're right. the best of the best, right? right? But again, unless you are raised in that environment, just because you're smart doesn't mean you're goal-oriented. Right. So it's interesting. It said only that only 3% of the graduates had written goals and plans. 13% had goals, but they were not in writing. It's kind of, you know, knocking around in their head. 
and a whopping 84% had no specific goals at all. Right. Well, 10 years later, the members of the class were interviewed again, and the findings, while somewhat predictable, were still nonetheless pretty astonishing. So the 13% of the class who had goals were earning on average twice as much as the 84% who had no goals at all, okay? And, um, but the 3% that actually had written goals, okay, they were earning on average 10 times as much as the other 97% put together. Yeah, pretty not, wild. Not just by person, but all of them put together 10 <laughs> times as much. That's, that's pretty, that's monopoly money. That's crazy stuff. So, <laughs> and you know, it, it goes on to share that in spite of such proof, people do, um, they avoid creating goals. And some of the reasons that they don't is they don't realize why. They don't know the importance of it because maybe they weren't raised in that environment. Um, or they... They don't know how. They've never had someone coach them through how to set them and then how to use those to motivate, to inspire themselves to do things that they wouldn't do otherwise without those goals. Some people just fear failure. They're worried about putting it out there because someone else might ridicule them or or think less of them if they don't accomplish it. And some people do fear rejection too. Um, And one of the big ways to remedy that is just either don't have goals or keep them to yourself and in all, in all fairness, the more people that you share your goals with, you kind of put some healthy pressure on yourself, if you will, about following through and doing what, what you said you would do and accomplishing right. what you want to accomplish. So I think just making a, making a, a, a habit of daily goal setting and achieving um, is just so unbelievably important, and not just in a business setting, but, you know, what kind of parent do you want to be? What kind of uh, spouse do you want to be? Because um, those things are – you can – You can specifically set certain things that you want to do in all aspects of your life. What kind of health do I want to have? Uh, What kind of uh, spiritual relationship do I want to have with my maker? And if you, if you think and you track how often you're doing certain things, whether it's, you know, reading the Bible on a certain day, you know, a certain amount per day or spending some time in prayer or just being mindful and, um, and doing your homework on other aspects of your life, you're just going to end up in a, in a better place than you would otherwise. For sure. No, I, I love that you uh, talked about social, I mean, that social accountability, telling people that what our goals are. I mean, our, our ego <laughs> and our integrity, um, that can be, can be a great accountability system for us when people actually know what we're striving for, you know, when we're not, and you know, when time, when times do come, cause they will come when we don't feel like doing something or, um, we are sitting in a, in a point of complacency. Uh, sometimes the, the only thing that is there is the fact that you know that other people know what you're trying to accomplish. And that can be the little thing that it takes to get you, get you out and get you going. Yep. I'll mention this too. One, one other thing that people have to come to grips with at the onset is if you want to accomplish anything great, there's going to be some sacrifice involved with that. Um, Olympic athletes, you know, that we just had the Olympics this past year and it always invariably gets brought up in one of those little side stories they do on people that had their goals written out and what they did in order to achieve them and led them all the way in many cases to a gold medal. Right. And just have to understand um, and go ahead and get in your head that you, you measure the size of your accomplishments by the obstacles you had to overcome to achieve the goal. And those obstacles are going to be there. And those obstacles, they're not there to keep you from achieving it. They're just there to make sure that you really want it. You want it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, 
anything that you'd want to say just to wrap it up? Yep. As I, in, in some summary, I'll just say that, you know, goals were something that were probably, I was exposed to at first, probably as a 19 year old, just wrapping up my freshman year at university of North Carolina, Wilmington. And, um, it changed how I progressed through a job I did all the way through college and which bled over into uh, the next job I had and which was 100% applicable to what we do here at Globe Life Family Heritage. And I can honestly say that with, without that training, I'd be in a much different place than I was today. To understand, though, like anybody else, I went through a very natural progression of it, of the awkward, um, not, not sure if this is, is working, but kind of having that, that that faith and that the, the, the person that was telling me this was telling me the truth and this would work. It might not work immediately, but it'll always work eventually right. if I keep on staying on track with that. So I would just say for all you new goal setters out there, if it doesn't work the very first time, that's okay. That's part of the progress and part of the, the path that you're on. But if you stay the course, it definitely will work for you too. Awesome. Thank you, Van. Man, a lot of good stuff. So let's go ahead and put a bow on it. Van took us through SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Goals will shift week to week, month to month, and year to year. So keep a finger on the pulse of the living organisms that are your goals as they grow from infancy to maturity. Right? Figure out what kind of goal setter you are and take the time to make moon or star goals or, or both depending on what you think will be best for you. Um, but figure out what trips you want to win. What awards do you want to win? What skills do you want to develop? What kind of character traits do you want to develop within yourself? How big of a business do you want to build? How much money would you like to earn? Uh, right? Because the reality is, whatever the goal may be, if you have a legitimate plan in place to get there and follow the path that you set out for yourself relentlessly, you will get there. And everyone in this business is going to be excited to see you do it. So go after it and we will see you at the tippy tippy top. This has been an elevated podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at elevated financial like share and let us know what you want to hear more of.